Welcome to the Holistic Career Change Podcast, one-stop shop for everyone feeling stuck in their career and who are looking to identify, change, and succeed at their new fulfilling work. I'm your host, Vilma Seita. Let's go. Hi, lovers. How are you? I've missed you guys. I'm doing good. I'm back at my hometown, visiting my family for a bit, as I happen to come from the beach town just by the Baltic Sea, so what a better place to be in summer. <laughs> I'm taking it a little easier, and in between my calls, uh, my days are usually spent catching up on reading in the garden and also swimming in the sea in the evenings. And by the way, it's the best. Swimming at night or in the evenings, there's just something magical in it. And really, I just cannot cannot stop wondering and being surprised just how much nature can soothe our nervous system. And that is just nothing short of miraculous. And this makes me think of just how people pay an incredible amount of money to go to fancy retreat center somewhere private in the hope of rejuvenating and cleansing. And we really forget just how much healing and grounding we have access to in our day-to-day. Like just walking barefoot on a fresh cut grass. If we do this intentionally, fully present, that can relax and soothe us like literally a good massage. I promise, try it. The solutions and answers are all around us and they're often simple, but we seem to be forever chasing for something better, something more cutting edge, more expensive, more, 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 more money, more attention, better partners, constantly chasing. And it's just so tiring. Even speaking of it, when I mention all of these things, my energy drops, um, By the way, I'm absolutely not throwing shade or judgment of those who are engaging in this hunt for more cycle. I'm just not part of it anymore. And it did take a lot of courage and a strong core to start putting together a life that satisfies me and fills me up. And I've spoken about it and referred to it in in many previous episodes. Um, Because what I do now is essentially creating a space and creating my day in a way that is supportive of me right now and who I am becoming, whereas the forever chase would leave me constantly thirsty, constantly reaching for that next thing. There was never enough. There was not even one place where I could sit, relax and rest and celebrate it's, it was like a monster that you could just not appease, like never. Anyway, today's episode is a bit of a rant, if you haven't noticed. Um, a rant about actually a very unattractive topic, responsibility. Not sexy, I know. And it is not an appealing topic, and it's not light and fluffy, like, say, talking about self-love or self-appreciation, right? Responsibility is really about taking ownership of all that we have consciously and unconsciously created in our lives. Without excuses, long background stories, finger-pointing, without blaming of your parents, of economy, of Donald Trump, of without blaming aliens, whatever your favorite target is that you like to blame. My dad passed away when I was little, around four years old. And for the longest time, every time I had romantic relationship drama, 
where I struggle to commit usually, I'd say, oh, it's because I have abandonment trauma. So I struggle to let people in and I struggle to fully trust their intentions. So I essentially end up controlling relationships and leaving myself as that was my way of avoiding the trauma repeating where the main man of my life, who back then was my father, left me. So all of my relationship efforts used to be centered around me trying to avoid the pain of abandonment. So I used to point fingers at my past circumstances and I would blame my father for dying. (laughs) It's the rich one. (laughs) I would blame my mother for not having the tools to deal with his passing appropriately and offer me emotional safety while actually she was going through a grieving process herself. So while I was actually doing a lot by talking about it to my friends, to my partners, to my therapists, and really anyone who cared to listen, you know what I was not doing? I was not fully accepting my reality. I was attaching meaning to the past events that I cannot change anymore, and I was putting myself in a helpless position. Because if I was not the one who caused my trauma, then how could I be the one to solve it? I was putting myself in the place of complete and utter inability to change this pattern. I was arguing with my reality and carrying a million excuses as to why forming a lasting relationship was near enough possible for me. And if I was not the one responsible for the damage, I made it mean that I was not the one responsible to solve it. I really want you to hear me here because that is not a conscious decision that we make, but that is often where we find ourselves. And that is a very dangerous, vicious path to walk that rarely leads to any empowered change. And what's worse, it's normalized. All of us, to some extent, do this or have done this in the past, where we felt the need to over-explain and offer excuses as to why we did or did not do something, and then we were usually rewarded for this behavior by receiving other people's sympathy and attention and care and love. When I speak to people who want to embark on a career change, they often bring quote-unquote baggage to this process. And by baggage, I mean elaborate stories, explanations, and refusal to own their life circumstances. Again, no shade, just facts. So it's either a narcissistic mother in their life who didn't offer enough validation in childhood and overall, I don't know, dysfunctional family dynamic that turned them into codependent people pleasers which affected the choice of studies and then consequently led them to the wrong career choice. Or it's workplace drama and an angry, self-absorbed boss who is refusing to see their potential and give them a raise in a job that would offer fulfillment for them. Or it's partners in their life who won't allow them to pursue a new career now in the fear of ruining their financial situation and financial stability. Or it's their friends who tell them that it would be silly to and completely unreasonable to look for another job when they already have a job that pays the bills and even has potential for career development and promotions. Very rarely, and as I say this now, I wonder if ever, I bumped into a career switcher who could calmly say, I'm here 
because I'm the one who made a number of misaligned decisions in my life and betrayed myself and my needs over and over again. And here I am because of this. Now, I'm also not the one to offer you to toughen up and tell you that you need to put on your big girls or big boys pants and deal with it uh, by forcing yourself into action. That sort of reckless approach might produce short-term tangible results. However, it will also leave dead bodies behind, figuratively speaking, of course, which means that you may reach a goal but the cost of you reaching it will often be completely dysregulated nervous system and a lot of physical and emotional symptoms pointing towards the fact that you were insensitive to all of your needs and wishes or that you went too fast. So the answer here is to first fully unconditionally accept your current life as it is right now at this moment and drop the the clutches off your narratives about the past and why you are the way you are. When I used to work in business consulting, the very first task that we used to take on before we implemented any process improvement or when we were getting ready to implement a new system was us taking our sweet time performing an in-depth as-is analysis. That is reviewing the company from top to bottom, understanding its structure, key players, internally and externally, creating process maps, and interviewing employees and shareholders, all with one purpose, to get a very detailed, clear, structured snapshot of where that particular business was at. Like taking a snapshot in time, it summarized everything. And if we were not diligent enough with this first step or we skim through it, or we're running out of time, we then could not correctly identify all the areas for improvement, nor could we create the most efficient implementation plan or transition plan. And the same goes with your career change process, and with you looking to introduce more purpose and meaning into your life. Before you launch into any change or quest for clarity, I invite you to stop and take stock of where you're at right now. Try to understand why you're here, how you got here, and what would the ideal case scenario would look like and feel like for you. And if you don't take stock and accept what is, it will be a little like going grocery shopping without inspecting your fridge and your pantry. So what usually happens, you end up getting all the things that you might already have and then completely missing the ingredients that you actually need for the meals that you're planning to cook, right? I know that happens a lot. Like I'm at, at my mother's now and I, I, she does it all the time. She just refuses to spend time to look at what she has in her fridge. And the fridge is full of, you know, the same things. And often I miss basic things like salt, right? Makes perfect sense. And by taking stock, allowing ourselves to be brutally honest, we're also taking that first important step towards embracing responsibility in our lives. Your life, the way it looks like today, did not just happen. Even if sometimes it may be uncomfortable to admit, you played a leading role in it all. You have consciously and unconsciously put a signature under each contract of your life. 
in your relationships, in your job you might be hating right now, in your friendships, in the way you spend your time, in your help, and so on and so forth. You have put your signature and you're continuing to sign these contracts every single day. You're choosing. You don't have to do anything. You choose to do or not do things. And hearing this may be very triggering, but that's the reality of life. We have free will and we do our bidding daily. And until we fully accept it, we won't be able to bring the power back to us. The power that we need to invite and handle change. So what it will look like is you thinking you need to change, you dabbling into something and then coming back to whatever it is that you have now. Not committing fully. Not embracing fully. And until we think of our current circumstances as the fault of our parents or partners or children, whatever you blame, we are stuck in the very muddy waters of refusing to take responsibility. And if we keep perceiving our life as a consequence or dependent upon other people's decisions and choices, then we are essentially just throwing our hands up in the air and saying, well, I'm being pulled to a million directions, nothing I can do. Life seems to just be happening to me, right? No, it's not. And yes, you can. You can and you should change that perspective. We are often very resistant to it because owning it means that we won't be able to hide behind excuses anymore. We may need to put ourselves in the arena to experience pain and exude energy and effort. And that goes completely against our genetic predisposition and our primal brain, which says that in order to survive, we need to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. That's what we are genetically predisposed to do and think. I get it. It's always easier to point fingers and blame circumstances. It's confronting, I know. And let me tell you, An honest place is always the best place to start. (laughs) You looking at yourself, dropping the void in patterns and saying, yep, this is me. Like I'd imagine you do when, say, you're starting a weight loss um, project. You take before pictures, you probably weigh yourself, you take your measurements. And while it may be hard to look at and analyze, you do let it sink. You accept it. This is where I am. It doesn't matter that much as to why I'm here. What matters is that I am here, that say I'm overweight or I'm unhealthy or I have these health challenges. It doesn't matter why, you're already here, right? On the very first call with my potential clients, I like to do this intake exercise, a bit like what doctors do when you come to their office. And I kind of gave that example in the previous episode about the doctor's office. Um, So in this exercise, which is, by the way, very simple, and perhaps you've heard of it before, uh, as it often is referred to as life wheel, it allows people to visualize all the important areas of their lives at once. It's kind of like a visual diagram. And by looking at that representation of one sheet of paper, um, it really helps you to understand better which areas of your life are flourishing and which ones need the most work, which are the most painful right now. Um, And you get to that visual representation by first reviewing and rating each area of your life on a scale from one to 10. The ones I personally have identified and I like to look at and ask my clients about are health, 
finances, relationships, both romantic and with your friends and family, your career, your spirituality, and time. That is your relationship with time. So what you do is literally take each of those six areas one by one and ask yourself, how would I rate this area on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the highest and why? Then you ask yourself, what would make it a 10? What would a 10 look like and feel like? When you get your answer, that is your North Star, the direction that you should be headed at. So as an example, I would rate, say, if I was uh, looking at my spirituality, currently in my life, I would rate it as a 7. It's a 7 because lately I don't spend as much time in meditation and connecting with my source and my guides as much as I'd like to. Nor have I, you know, been exploring spirituality actively in the way I used to before, which included studying certain sacred texts that I was drawn to. So my 10 would look like me carving out time each day for longer meditations and connection to myself. Currently, I do 20 minutes daily, but actually, I'd like a 10 would look like an hour a day just for my meditation practice and maybe journaling as well, right? And a 10 would look like me actually spending several hours a week reading Bhagavad Gita. And that's how you go through each area, health, finance, relationships, rate it honestly and get very, very specific why you are at this core and what would a 10 at this point in your life look like. It's super simple, yet it offers so much value, clarity and those juicy golden aha moments. Then sometimes I get this question, why would, you know, I want to review all the areas of my life if I'm only looking to, say, revamp my career? And my answer is, is because it's a holistic approach, remember? How we do one thing is how we do everything. It's all linked, intrinsically interconnected. And also while you start working on one area of your life, say it will be your career, it, it will inadvertently affect and touch all the other areas of your life. So you need to see, you need to take a snapshot of where you're at to be able to evaluate how things are changing. So when you ask yourself what a 10 would look like, you will also get guidance on how to get to that 10. And that is how we start arriving at and embracing responsibility. There's always something you can do today, right now in this moment. We all have these big dreams, all these unfulfilled desires that we have long buried. Truth is, happiness and fulfillment is usually just one tiny little step away. Um, As an example I can give, like just like many others, I'm an avid traveler, I love to travel. Um, There's something about feeling out foreign cultures and foreign energy that is so captivating to me. It's just mesmerizing. And obviously due to COVID, travel was essentially canceled, right? So what I started doing is researching places locally and organizing day trips, exploring locally. Um, Now I'm particularly obsessed with castles and old palaces and the tales of aristocrats who used to live there and the parties they used to have and the gardens they used to cultivate. These romantic stories and visiting those old castles just makes me so happy. These trips to to the local places have been giving me endless joy of exploration, probably even more than going to Mediterranean, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> My point is, you can take stock, rate it, ask yourself 
what a 10 would look like for you and then ask yourself, what can I do now today to move myself closer to a 10? And then commit to it over and over and over again. Recommit to it every single day. It's never the final result that fills us up with energy and hope. It's a progress, my friends. Always a progress, the journey that is usually full of life force. I'm going to attach a life wheel sheet here in the episode notes um, so it's easier for you to follow. So make sure you download it and complete it for you. Not because you have to, but because you choose to introduce more awareness, clarity, and responsibility into your daily life. (laughs) As I say responsibility, I was thinking, I wonder how many times I said responsibility in this episode. (laughs) One too many, but hope I made my point. And um, I heard this saying the other day that kind of made me stop in my track, and I'd like to end it with, with that saying, which is, Every breath you take, you're getting closer to the grave. But every breath you take, you can also get closer to your liberation. And that's the question I would like to leave you with. What does your liberation look like? Have a lovely week. Thank you for joining me today. If you're finding this content valuable, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a review. And if you'd like to take this work further, schedule your first call so we could mastermind together on how to get your career and life back on track. Can't wait to meet you.